space. Dysfunctional, dysfunctional family, episode 36, first and only take action. Oh, you got to chill. Time to get back on the road. We're going to leave our kids behind. You too young for that. You was born in November. I was born in May 89. You was born in November 89. You too young for that. Who sang that song? Thank y'all. Who sang that song? For, um... Who sings that song? Joining us for another Earth Wind and Fire. She didn't want to answer, so might as well give y'all the answer. Earth Wind and Fire. <sighs> Welcome <laughs> to another episode of This Functional Family Podcast. Please make sure you are subscribing, smashing the like button, loving, mm-hmm. downloading the episodes, rating it on Apple Podcasts, rating it on Spotify. Rating it on what's the other joint? Not Deezer. That's music. Google. What's the other one? It's a lot of platforms out there that do podcasts. Just make sure y'all rating us on all of them. Sharing it on social media. Dysfunctional Family TV. Man, we here, baby. Episode thirty six. Man, listen. Why are you in space glasses? I'm glad you asked. Okay. I'm glad you asked. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. I'm glad you asked. This you know episode what it is? is sponsored by FreeTheSocialClothing.com. Hit us up. Sponsored by Free the Souls. Hit us up at freethesoulsclothing.com. Just want to clarify that. Yo, you know what it is? <clears throat> we about a month away from 2023. And I'm seeing into the future right now. I'm feeling <laughs> very futuristic. <sighs> and for everybody that's listening, I'm hold on. Let me channel this. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, yeah. It's looking bright for you. It's Oh, it's it's looking real bright for you. It's look. It's looking real bright for you. It's looking real bright. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see some money coming. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up. I see some. I see. Ooh, ooh. Hold on. I see some. Mm, open doors, new jobs. What's that? I see. Ooh, I see promotion. Ooh, is that what I see? Ooh, ooh. See new marriages, friendship. What else? I see. Oh shoot. I see Frida Souls clothing. Ooh, getting big deals, big sponsorships. Ooh, celebrities wearing it. Oh, shoot. What else I see? I see dysfunctional family taking it off in a podcast game. I don't need to take these off. I'm seeing too much. I'm seeing too much. Ooh, I'm seeing too much, girl. What you want to scoff about today? You ain't know I was doing that, right? Well, See, I'm today. usually the one that be acting up at the beginning. So, yeah. <laughs> I tickle her feet under the table. Ah, uh, all right. What are we talking? Now about? I think of Petey Pablo. Take off your sneaks. Let me tickle your feet. First of all, it's not Petey Pablo. Not Petey Pablo. You Pablo. are disrespectful. Petey, to what? the rock. What's his name? State Petey, prop. Petey what? Petey, Petey crack. Petey. 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 
Pity Pablo. That song, oh that Neo song. Kenny, my. Come on, son. All right. Anyway, this is your anecdote. So let's get to it. Listen, I. <clears throat> so today we are scoffing about how much insight or opinions should we as parents, as adults, take from our children, especially depending on how old your children are. I think for us, we can speak from a context where our children are a lot younger than some people who may watch us. Some people have grown kids. Some people have teenagers. So I think this question will adjust as our kids get older, as we age. But for people with young kids who are thinkers, who can talk, who can verbalize, we we want to scoff a little bit about how how much should we actually listen to our kids. I don't think that's common in the black community. I don't think that's like common. Let me not say black community. I think the parenting community in general. Um, and here's how this came about. Here's how this came about. So I hope y'all are ready for this anecdote. I, let me go to the past. I can't go to the future. Right uh. I got to go to the past. I got to go to the past on this one. Right, I'm going to the past. Okay. So a few weeks ago, uh, a, friend and, a friend of mine and I, we... I'm not going to say his name, but we did something really silly, okay? So, there's this spicy chip challenge thing that's gone viral. Now, let me throw this disclaimer out there. Go ahead, tell your story. I did not see any of the viral videos or know about it. He just had two chips. He's like, yo, bro, it's a spicy chip challenge. I think this would be dope as an icebreaker for this group that he and I helped run. And he was like, yo... This be a fire icebreaker, like who can endure the spicy chips? I'm like, sure. He's like, but I want to try it first to see how spicy it is. I'm like, all right, cool. Now, a few people are like, yo, don't do it. It's really crazy. And I'm like, did you try it? They're like, nah. And I'm like, well, then how you know it's crazy? <laughs> so, uh, but okay. right before I like ate the drink. Pause. Zara, my Five-year-old. Five and three quarters. Don't disrespect her. Past three quarters because... She's six, bro. Oh, she's six. She's six. Yeah. Yeah, she's six. Um, She just turned six. Don't like, disrespect me. Um, <laughs> She's like, no, daddy, don't do it. Don't do it, daddy. But she wasn't smiling. She was dead serious. And I was like... I don't like... These That's me effects. eating the chip for those that are not watching on YouTube that are listening on Spotify and Apple and not Deezer. The, Please the other, just tell the story. <laughs> like, look at the camera. <laughs> Whatever other platform <laughs> exists for podcasts. <sighs> I eat the drink, right? So at first, like me and him, the dude that like I tried it with, he's like sweating. I mean, he starts, he had a sweatshirt on. He starts taking his sweatshirt off. He's taking his cap off. I'm not hot, right? But I'm feeling uneasy. Like, my stomach start getting weird, right? So, I'm trying to walk it off. After a while, I'm, like, on all fours because my stomach is, like, killing me, right? Killing me. His stomach is not giving him problems, but he's sweating, like, hot tears coming down his eyes. If he sees this episode, he's going to know who he is. Tears coming down his eyes, and we're like, yo, this joint's crazy hot. So we thinking it's just going to pass like 20 minutes. Yo, I almost had to go to the hospital, y'all. No disrespect to 
the people, the company that makes this chip, because I know this is going to sound like some kind of defamation, don't try the chip, y'all. <laughs> I almost went to the hospital. When I say it got so hot, first of all, I couldn't stand up. Every time I stood up, it felt like my colon was like, like, cr- like crumbling on the inside of me. I, had, I like was on all fours for like two hours. That's no a gas. long time. Like that's crazy. I'm not like exaggerating. I believe yes, two, I know. From like three p.m. to like five p.m. What makes it worse is that like it's not about how spicy the chip is. It's about what it does to your body. So like afterwards, I watched it. It was like viral reactions. People was having nosebleeds. People were like having cardiac issues. People was having to go to the hospital. Like there were a lot of like bad yeah, reactions. Crazy. I didn't know. I just thought it was spicy, like to the tongue. That's like I just thought it was like spicier than normal things. Long story short, it got so hot. I'm embarrassed to say this. No, say it. Tell your story. My stomach was hurting so bad and it got so hot. I was like in a bathroom with like nothing but my underwear on. Mind you, I am not home. I don't say where I am because I don't want to get in any trouble with the location that I was at. But I was not home. And I'm on all fours in a bathroom stall with nothing but my socks <laughs> and underwear on. Laying in a public bathroom in your drawers is nuts. Like, it had to have been bad. It like, was so... On the floor in your drawers It was is crazy. so <laughs> bad. Like, the reaction to your body. And I eat... I'm not like a full-out, like, yo. <laughs> my camera crew is cracking up. It's distracting me. <laughs> Y'all can laugh. Just laugh. Just laugh it out. <laughs> Just laugh. Just laugh. <laughs> Let it out. I hate just laugh. <laughs> it was nah, y'all. Y'all understand? It was so bad. Like nah, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm on the floor in underwear and socks. I'm sweating that bad, but my stomach is hurting so bad. I don't know. I can tell my body's not going to keep it down because my body's not used to like junk food like that. Like I don't eat junk like that. I eat snacks like twice a week. And the snacks that he does eat is plant based. All plant based, right? right? So when I cheat, it's like a plant based cookie, like that kind of thing, right? And I don't eat like meat every day of the week. So like I've been changing my diet a lot. I only eat from the hours of twelve p.m. to eight p.m. <laughs> So like my stomach is just not ready for a lot of this stuff because I haven't I don't eat like I used to eat. Right. That being said, this like one big blue chip changed my life forever. <laughs> when I say I didn't know which direction it was gonna come out, no, not to be discussing, but it was either gonna come from the Ruta or the Tuda. From the Ruta or the Tuda. <laughs> but it was coming from somewhere. Eventually, after like two hours of like drinking water, of like rolling around of repenting of asking God to forgive me for every wrong thing I've done eventually it came out from the Ruta vomited all blue yeah that's concerning like an exorcism it was disturbing disturbing and to make it worse I had to clean the bathroom that I was sick in because yeah I guess what it all comes down to is I should have listened to Zara when she said daddy no <laughs> and that led to this episode like yeah they were so yeah when they show up he calls me i guess moments after regaining composure and he facetimes me with some other uh person person with some other people who were around at the time and i go amanda 
Get your husband. He did the spicy chip challenge with da 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 da. And he, we was going after, we thought he was gone. We thought he was out for the count. Literally almost passed out. So I'm like, why? (laughs) And then, you know, he starts explaining that Zara, before he did it, Zara told him not to do it. So that got me thinking, you know, how much we should trust our children's intuition. Because for those of you who are familiar with Zara's personality, she's very loosey-goosey. Like, she play too much. (laughs) So for daddy to be doing something... um, That she normally would condone. Right. She she is with all the shenanigans. Zara is with the... Okay? So for her to be serious about saying, daddy, don't do this... You know, it got me thinking how much we should trust our children's intuition, Um, because I think you and I specifically, we value Yanea and Zara's opinions. If they if, Mm -hmm. if, you know, if they have a concern or a question or are uncertain about something or have feedback or something, we we value them. We listen to them and we take into account their their ideas or if we don't apply their ideas we at least give them an explanation for why it won't work right but um we listen to them but i think we should also value their voice you know what i'm saying it's not that mommy i don't want to wear these sneakers today but how much should we listen to daddy i don't think you should do that Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not just about their personal choice or preference but their own intuition and and Trying to save us. Do you think in most contexts, though, kids have the freedom to actually speak up and say, I don't think you should do that. I don't think that's natural. I no, think the I dynamic that's been created in most parent to child relationships is one that is like one. It's one sided in terms of who gives instructions or who gives suggestions. So it's not to say there aren't kids out here who are like forward thinkers and who are pushing their parents to think a different way. But I don't think there's a lot of moments or opportunities where kids would get that space to say, hey, I don't think you should do this. Plus, I think part of having wisdom is having life experience. For sure. Right. And I think that it's our role as parents to help guide them, right? And there, there are several, even Proverbs, if you read like certain Proverbs, there are several Proverbs that speak to the disgrace um, of a child that does not follow or heed mm-hmm. a parent's instructions and what their future looks like, the destruction of their future. Obviously, we're talking a healthy dynamic, right? It's yeah. not just any <laughs> listening to anybody. But in a healthy parent-to-child dynamic, the destruction of that child's future when they don't listen to the wisdom of their mother or their father. Right. Um, so, so that being said, I just think that it's our job having wisdom to know the moments when we should let them know it's okay to speak up. Mm, right. Like, right. Hey, I actually want to know what you think about this. Hey, tell me what you think about us. What do you, what will you girls think about moving to a new city? Hey, what would y'all think? And it doesn't mean they're they're the ultimate decision makers, mm-hmm. but I think we do need to parent with wisdom, but also letting kids know their their partners in the growth of this family. Yeah, like they matter. You're part of this family, and we have to make space for them to utilize their voice. Right. So that way, they you know are able to express themselves, express themselves, and th- think through, um, and listen to listen to their own. Um, Thoughts and ideas. Yeah, I'm kind of wild for doing that chip, though. But I think, you know, even 
as you mentioned, with a lot of times wisdom comes from life experience. Um, and even with not having life experience or not having a lot of life experience, um, I think we still have to trust that our children will our children will make informed decisions based on our teachings. So no, mm. they may not have gone through heartbreak or they may not have done X, Y, and Z because they're six and seven. Right, right, right. But based on the the things that we model for them and the things that we teach them and conversations that we have with them, um, we have to trust that what we're instilling in them will inform the decisions that they make or the advice that they want to give. Mm. You know what I mean? So no, they haven't, they don't understand fully uh, why you should try to avoid a spicy chip challenge or why eating healthy um, as often as possible is good and what long-term effects that has for you and all of these other um, factors. But knowing that we're putting the things in them that will help them make decisions will allow us to be more open and receiving what they have to say to us. Mm. Yeah. It's it's weird because it's like, there's such a, a strange dynamic that I think has been created that because we're the adults, because we're the bigger humans, we have the bigger voices, we have the bigger presence that I don't know that us or many parents out there create that space where the dynamic feels like a kid can share their input and it's valued. So like, I think what I'm thinking about is what are those spaces that a parent can begin to foster um, a space for kids input to be valued so that as they grow as adults, they won't grow up feeling like they have to suppress their thoughts and their yeah. ideas. Because I think what we're getting at is that we're seeing into the future. Hold on, my future color. We're seeing into the future. And I think because we're seeing into the future. I can't take you serious right now. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Because we're seeing into the future, <laughs> we're seeing that there are long term effects to them having their value, I mean, their input be valued now, mm -hmm. right? But we also have to toe the line of like, hey, they can't make the decision for what we're going to get at the grocery store because we'll come home with all junk food. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's like, what? where are those micro moments that we can create the space for children to, to feel like they have an input and it's valued no matter what age they are? Right. I think it'll adjust as they get older, but I think as they begin to talk and and make decisions, when are those times that we can like let up a little bit without yeah. having to always exert such a a toxic power dynamic over our children? Yeah. Like I'm thinking about, hey, we know we're gonna get, we know we're gonna pick up some mangoes when we go to the to the grocery store, but how do we? sort of simulated environment for them to feel like they're making the choice. So it's like, girls, we need some mangoes. Which one should we get? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, Or how many mangoes should we get? Yeah. Like, like what, involve them. Where are the, I don't know. This is not something, I, I don't know if you've thought about this and I know I'm kind of like throwing a curveball in the agenda, but like, where are the, the micro moments where we can 
relinquish some power so that that voice can begin to get lifted and valued and then validated by us. Can you think of like things that parents can do? I mean, sometimes when I ask them for something as small as what they want to eat, um, and if they'll say they want pancakes for dinner, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I might give into it, but say, all right, after that, your dessert is going to be apple slices. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of get what you want, but I'm going to balance it out or um, trying to negotiate with them a little bit. What do you want to wear to school today? I want to wear a T-shirt. It's full. You can't wear a T-shirt by itself. You can wear the T-shirt, but you got to put a hoodie on over it. You know what I mean? So allowing them to make decisions while also making it a teachable moment. That's good. So sure, you can wear a T-shirt. It, you know... Allows you to express your creativity. It's something you want to wear, something you're comfortable wearing, but it's not weather appropriate. So we just got to add another layer to that. So, come on. All right. I, I, oh, I'm easy. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, I think asking what them. That's good. I like that. Asking them what like they that. want. I like, um, I like that. I like that. With the morning. Say, whoa. Rest in peace, Nate, though. Okay, man. So, asking them what they want or presenting them with choices like, Hey, do you want spaghetti or grilled cheese for dinner? So Mm. that way they know what the options are, but they still feel like they chose like confined Liberty. a little Right. right. (laughs) So, you know, you got them on a leash. Parents take notes, confined Liberty. Okay. What? What? No, it's good. Yeah, but you gave me like the sarcastic. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that. Cause you've been playing around like a lot for the last couple episodes. And Yes. Um, but I think that's a great way to, you know, yeah. give them space to express themselves, be their own person, yeah. while also making it teachable for them right. and not letting them just go stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm also thinking about, like, the other week, I think I was parking the car. <clears throat> I was parking the car with Yaya, and um, I was, like, parking into the spot backwards. And I remember her, like, we were parking just fine. But because we were parking in backwards, it was like, it was weird to her how I had to angle the car. And I remember her like, daddy, this doesn't look like the right way to get the thing in. And instead of like, you don't know what you're talking about because you don't have the wisdom or the experience in driving. <laughs> yeah, you don't have your driver's license. <laughs> right. I didn't like shut her down, yeah. but I also was like, well, let daddy finish and then you'll see how it comes out. So it didn't make her feel like she can't speak up, but it also was like. I got the experience, mm-hmm. watch and learn. Trust the you process, know what I mean? Like, yeah. trust the process. Yeah, so I like that. But I think, let me let me say this. I do think that a lot of times the control that parents um, attempt to exert over their child, we going to go, can I pod? Pod. Can I pod? Can I pod? I really think that that stems from a control that adults want to have over something that they think they can control because there was something in their own childhood that they could not control. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times our desire to like try to make every decision for our child, don't do this, 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 don't do this. Like they, they can't do anything. A lot of times that stems from a space of wanting to see a perfect product because you're projecting a desire you want for yourself like there's an imperfection within and you are projecting i'm not gonna let them do this 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 so you be you start to like establish so many rules and so many restrictions that your kid has no voice 
because the only voice they have is yours. Ouch. And I said this before, but I'm going <laughs> to repeat it again. I think sometimes what happens is we, because sometimes we're guilty of it too, right? If there are fractures in our past, we try too hard to make our children the better version of us mm. versus their own unique copy of what God made them to be. So like we're trying to make little us and mm. God is like, I didn't ask for a clone you. I asked for you to just be the host that brings in them for their own unique design, their own unique contribution. Now, obviously we know how genetics work. There's going to be things that they absorb, yeah. right? There's going to be things that they take. There's going to be ways of life and interest that they have based on what they see their parents do. But the overall control of their thinking right the 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 monopoly we try to have over their mind a lot of times that's just an extension of us wanting to fix something about ourselves and we think our child is our second chance to fix little us yikes and that's not what god gave you them for so we got to start like really praying meditating studying reading um even therapy things like that Listening to pastors who have wisdom and trusted voices, leaders who have wisdom, community leaders who have wisdom, trusted voices, to really galvanize, like, how do I stay focused on praying over my child and guiding them, right? Guiding them, not forcing them, but guiding them. Can we go to church a little bit? Go to church? Okay. Because you know how we like to be like, oh, Spare the rod, spoil the child, right? And a lot of people like to use that scripture as like a discipline thing. And I know we talked about this before, but check this out. The Psalm says, Psalm 23, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So the rod was never used by the shepherd to hit the sheep. It was always used. To keep them on the right path. To keep them on the right path. It was always used to guide. That's why it says, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. So there should be comfort from the rod, not not paying. So when we spare the rod, what we're really sparing is sparing guidance. Mm. We're sparing wisdom. So when it says you'll spoil the child, you'll spoil the child by sparing your wisdom, mm. by sparing guiding them in the right direction. That's good. Right? So what we got to understand is that like some of our unresolved issues, we got to continue to pray about and continue to work on so that we're not trying to mold the next us, but we're actually trying to guide them into whatever God wants them to do. And if following our footsteps in something we've accomplished is what they're called to do, so be it. But that's not what we all should be forcing to happen. That was a long winded take. No, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Got yeah, me feeling all convicted. Listen, that's I'm too. Good. This I'm learning this from experience, and that's the thing. I think that's why this is good because. I'm not telling y'all what to do. I'm telling y'all what we've learned. Yeah. By how we yeah. messed up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Trying to make them do right because we couldn't get something right. Mm. As opposed to, hey, this is the value and why that should be done right. Make your choice. <laughs> you Heavy. know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but wrapping up, I think the, the message, the moral of the story is trust your kids. <laughs> mm. Trust your kids. If you feel like you're doing the best job that you possibly can as a parent, as a mother, father, mother figure, father figure, trust your kids. Um, and trust what you put in your kids, no matter their age. As we mentioned, our kids are six and right. and seven. Um, so they still have a long ways to go, God willing. But 
I do believe that they have valuable input um, in regards to the decisions that we make as a family. And, you know, they will need lifelong guidance. Absolutely. But I think so do we. Oh. So do we. I mean, there are still things that I look to my mom and dad for. I'm grown. I Um, still ask my parents for things. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm, just because they're young and they're still learning doesn't mean that we've stopped. We're still learning. Um, And I think that we we have have to... I'm sorry. Yeah, last thing, I think we have to be careful that we don't shut out the idea or the possibility that the guidance that we get in life can come from our kids also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we still look to our parents and other leaders around us to help us, you know, to help inform the decisions that we make and the things that we do. But sometimes those life lessons will come from our children and we yeah. can't we can't cut that option or, or mm-hmm. we can't eliminate that option just because they're young. That's good. That's good. And I'm going to add this. I actually think the minute we stop learning, we no longer can teach them anything. Facts. The minute we cut off our ability to be educated in anything or learn anything in life, we stop being a qualified guide for their lives. So as they're going to continue to need us, we're going to continue to need our parents or our mentors or our God. Yeah. But either way, we'll need some type of guidance. And if you never need that, you feel like you've hit a place where you don't need that. You no longer qualify to give them anything. Yeah. No longer qualify to give them anything. And I'm going to say this last thing too. You said trust, you know, we got to start learning to trust our kids in our community, especially. I'll also add like, like deepen that a little bit. We got to start learning to trust in communication, period, in the family. Mm. I, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think yeah, not having trust in what our kids contribute is like, uh, I think that's like a fruit to a corrupted seed of of bad communication in the family dynamic, period. So I think that the family dynamic is really crippled by... Um, like not like lacking communication, and because we lack communication, it's it leads to like really really um, restricted and suppressed opinions. Mm-hmm. So now nobody will talk or speak truth <laughs> to power because yeah. of everybody's being told to shut up or shut down when it comes to things we need to open up about. So. Trust heavy, your kids, heavy. but also like reinstate and, and and trust in communication that it will help in the long run. Don't always be like, oh, we can't share this or we can't say this. And it's like you keep burying them secrets. That's what's gonna destroy your family dynamic. But open up, communicate with each other, and I think it'll take the trust that you can have in your kids to the next level. Cause y'all have established a healthy foundation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. But don't be listening to them if they all they want to do is buy Cheetos and cheese doodles. You know what I'm Cheetos saying? Cheetos and cheese doodles. <laughs> yeah. Right, but, um, that's that? Yeah, that's that. Let's get into this. Tell me more. First question on you. I ask it or I answer it? Ask. I ask it? Yeah. All right. You sure? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Put my future glasses on. All right. What is... One thing that you are actively doing to try to be a better parent. Go. I think I'm trying to be 
not I think I am trying to be more patient. Um, I think sometimes I, fr- I think we have pretty mature kids and sometimes I forget that they're kids and my expectations mm. for them are too high sometimes. Um, so I'm learning to be more aware of my expectations so that I, I am more patient with them when they do kid things. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Good. Oh, I thought you were about that's to. Good. Sorry. Oh, what's I you? <laughs> what kind of projection is going on? Inside? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Your question. What? <laughs> she bugging y'all. The way she just looked at me. For those that are listening and watching, she looked at me like I was about to say something bad. I was like, I thought what? you were. I was okay. in complete support of. The- wow, that's really insightful. Thank like, jeez. All right. What is your favorite childhood memory? Oh, come on, man. I got five siblings in a two-parent <laughs> right, household. I grew up in First... Crown Heights slash Brownsville, East 90s. Like, you know what I mean? Childhood memories. All right, just give me one then. Give me a good one. Oh, one of man. your favorite childhood memories. Oh, man. Um, oof, this is terrible. This is terrible. But. I'm going to share it. So we used to have this song we did whenever somebody like violated my dad on the rope. <laughs> so like if somebody like. Mm, mm-hmm, I've heard the song. So if somebody like cut cut my father off on the road or like didn't signal or something like that. Also, uh, also give context to how old you were singing this song. Oh, probably about three, four. Just so y'all know. Three or four years old. My Sorry, continue. My father would pull up. He would always pull up next to the. This is not my favorite. I have a lot of things in my childhood that were really that was really fun. This is just the first thing that comes to my mind. Me and my siblings, we would be sitting in the back. Most of the time, we're just my younger siblings weren't born yet. So most of the time, it would be just me and my older sister, and sometimes my older brother. My father would pull up next to the person's car, roll the window down, and me and my sister would be in the back, and we would sing the song, You Are a Moron. You are a moron. What? You are a moron. Making and your kids sing that is... He never made us. No, don't... Condoning <laughs> it, allowing it, introducing so it's the way I learned the song. For, I'm not coming for him. Pause. It's just... Like, first of all, yes. Which I learned the song. From him. Okay. And he allowed y'all to do it. And knowing oh. your father was probably cracking up, yes, crying, to, like laughing to the point of tears. Absolutely. Undoubtedly. And it That's was it. good times. I'm sure. Anyway. I had a ton of other memories. Similar memories. <laughs> Thank you all for rocking with us, for tuning into another episode. Gang, gang. Uh, we will see you all for episode 37. Hit com for all of your cold weather essential items um, to stay warm and fashionable this season. Don't forget what I saw for your future. Just rewind back to the beginning of the episode. Watch it again if you need to see it. Yes. See y'all next time.